Hi, Dad. Hi, Celine. Did you know that you and I are about the same age if you count time living in the world? What do you mean? Well, as you know, I left a high-control religious group around the time you were born. So you're in your 20s then? <laughs> well, maybe in my head. The thing is, though, because I had all of my beliefs about morals, science, politics, religion, philosophy provided for me, I spent the last 25 years trying to work out what I should think about a whole bunch of stuff and work out what's going on. No one knows what's going on, Dad. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we did. What Should I Think About is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine, And I'm Stephen. So today, Celine, we're having a bit of a break from the heavy, heavy stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going for horror. Well, I... I was debating what to call it because mm. I don't think it is horror. I'd say no. it's like a thriller at best in terms of like in terms of the scary factor, but like it's not really scary. It's just, as my partner said, yeah, unsettling. Unsettling is is a good word. What are we talking about? Midsummer. Yes, Midsummer. So the film by Ari Aster. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? Two thousand and. Ooh, something like Probably. that could be wrong um starring... it's been before times indeed yes in in the times before the great plague mm. um yeah starring florence Pugh. um mm. who Very is good in it. brilliant she i always i like everything i've seen her in i haven't mm. seen her in the like marvel franchise things i know that no, she apparently does a bit of a questionable russian accent but that's just <laughs> sort of in fact that's just part and parcel of like cinema just sort of she doesn't talk about the russian nuclear accent. vessels does she no no <laughs> but she's you know she's a spy um but in this one she's um just sad girl <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's crack on. So we're going to do a, a bit of a review, and um, obviously there are spoilerville, fantastic spoilers in it. But it's from many years ago, so I think also yeah. if you're choosing to listen to this, yes, yeah. just let you know. You know, if you don't want to be, if you don't want mm. it to be spoiled, and you want to watch it, that's absolutely cool. We watched it on Netflix. Um, UK, we're in the UK, yeah. so I don't know whether it's available. I don't know VPN uh, it or something. Places, yeah, but. Um, yeah, it's it's a good film. We watched it uh, a couple of years ago, obviously when it first came out, and so we're going to go through it. And obviously, it's the story is, I suppose, on the face of it about a cult. Um, there are some other readings of it that I'm sure mm. you'll have as well, being the film expert. Mm. Um, so I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about it. Um, but we can also think about it from a cult perspective because actually what i find in reading about it and watching other people talk about it is they don't actually talk much about the cult thing they talk about the other reading and Mm. i think you know that's great but there is at the heart of it it is the story of cult recruitment so yeah actually quite interesting Mm -hmm. right okay so where do we start what's the first sort of scenes where where do we come into the film well you're initially deciding if the boyfriend's a dick or not um Feckless. Feckless is the word I would use. Me and my partner watched it together and he described the guy as a wet blanket, not in the because he's like whipped by his girlfriend, but just in that he's just completely like non 
mm. just vapid like nothingness he's just a Absolutely. nothingness person uh, yeah. yeah um so mm. there's him there's mm. there's uh christian yeah christian there's danny um and then there's his mates and they're basically uh, the characters yeah so danny is the character played by florence Pugh. And she I would say the main character. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like it's an ensemble sort of cast, but she's the main character. So. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, her family die in a very sad way. It's awful. And yeah. and she, um, going back to how good Florence Pugh is, the way she mm-hmm. acts that, I know it's, you know, all actors should be able to, to play mm-hmm. grief and sadness, mm-hmm. but I just, you feel so... Um, empathy, such empathy towards her, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so her sister takes her own life, um, but, also... but at the same time, um, kills her parents. Mm-hmm. So Danny is now an orphan, and yeah. she's how old do you think she is? Well, she's doing a PhD, like they are, I presume, because mm. they're all PhD students, mm. aren't they? They're like PhD people, so they're early 20s, are they? Yeah, 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 seems as though. Yeah, so we we um, we kind of get to know her a little bit. Obviously, we we feel so heartbroken for her. She's got this feckless boyfriend. He's just the worst. Doesn't you know? He's not terrible in that he's he goes through the motions as if he's comforting her, but he's yeah. he doesn't seem to show any true empathy towards. You don't get the feeling that he's cut up about it. No, and she has like um, I think the moment that you're like, wow, he really does suck. Is um, Not that he doesn't tell her about going to Sweden, but the fact that he doesn't care that he's upset her. Like, mm. he's like, I'm sorry? Like, acting as though she's... So that was a moment where he was gaslighting her. 100%. Exactly what I wrote down. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, 100% gaslighting her. Because he's yeah. like, I definitely told you about Sweden. And she's like, you said that you might want to go one day. Mm. Um, mm. And he's like, no, I definitely told you. So he, And then she's like, okay, um, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, even if he did tell her... I mean, she's going through a massive grief. Mm. You'd probably need to tell that in a very clear and uncertain, you know, yeah. no uncertain terms. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, I think it was that moment. Yeah. I was like, wow, he really does suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like, I think I'll just go. I'll just go. I don't want to have a fight, so I'll just leave. Goodbye, goodbye. Ah. Yeah, awful. And then apparently um, the way that they resolve a fight is him just going, you can come to Sweden. Ah. <laughs> Up yeah, and he, the way he drops it on his friends as well. So his friends uh, are all looking forward to going to Sweden. Um, I mean, the 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 amount of misogyny in this, I think, is is relevant. Um, mm-hmm. So Christian's friends are. I mean, actually, they're all different characters. There's one particular character, the big who, misogynist boy, Mark, um, played by Will Poulter. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a hideous person. Yeah. Um, and yeah just yeah. very childish as well very immature very childish and um uh yeah and there's there's josh who's a bit more serious he's i think he's, he's actually... just like he's nice enough in the mm. sense that like do you know what i mean like yeah he's never like outright mean to her really That's i don't true. remember him instigating loads of like you've got to like break up with her. he seems kind of like okay yeah like i don't necessarily want to make pals with danny and i don't necessarily want her on this holiday but i'm not going to be like yeah exactly yeah. outwardly mean but and then there's know. this character called pele um who's the swedish guy mm-hmm. um who he's invited them yeah that's it they obviously meet up with him uh i forget how but um but yeah he's invited them to his home village well, i think originally it seems insinuated that he's also on their course um 
and that okay. he's going back home for summer and that they yeah. have all been invited to come with him. Yeah. So this special ceremony that happens once every 90 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously that's really interesting to, particularly to Josh, who wants to do his PhD in this sort of area. And on midsummer stuff specifically. That's right. Yeah. The, the way that Christian drops it on everybody that she's coming is, is not very nice and it, it makes her feel uncomfortable. Again, just just got no he just spine, doesn't care he? yeah and he just leaves yeah. like as soon as he says he's mm. like oh yeah let's go in your room oh. <laughs> exactly yeah. um yeah and so just I... leaves her to chat with pele about weird right. things <laughs> so chatting with pele uh wh- what did you think about that conversation um it's like he it's a bit rogue i'd say <laughs> in that he purposely unsettles her it feels like and puts yeah. her off um off kilter yeah um and like opens her up i suppose yeah well i think this um i wrote down it's at 20 minutes or 21 minutes um the recruitment begins so Mm. as far as i watching it again much more closely this time i think this is the moment at which the cult recruitment has begun for her Um, because he's excited about her coming i think he didn't always plan for her to come no. But then once it's an opportunity, he's like, oh, this is great. So, because he says quite a lot, he's excited for her to come That's more right. than the boys. Because <laughs> the yeah. boys are just there to die. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But he's excited to bring her home. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so they, they then travel to Sweden. Obviously, we don't see all the all the travelling, but they're, they're on the way in the car in Sweden. And I think, again, I've written the misogyny in the car. So she's in the car with her boyfriend, but... Um, the, the the way they talk about women and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so on is is derogatory yeah, I mean, and sad. <laughs> it is, especially as the girlfriend of one of your friends is in the car. I mean, mm-hmm. um, it, it it's not only is it misogynistic, it's it's unkind as well, really. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so about twenty five minutes, they they kind of meet some young people, don't they? They they get into this yeah. big field and they're on the way. They're close to the village but they're meeting some of the friends what happens here uh they get high <laughs> they get very the, high yeah the Again, getting danny, high begins danny doesn't really want to do this um she's just lost mm. her parents and her sister um or well, not long ago she's clearly not feeling mm. quite right and she's in a place she doesn't know absolutely right she to said say, she wants you know to get what? settled first exactly yeah. yeah um but they put pressure on her and so we're seeing here some mm-hmm. sort of social pressure being put on her. Oh, also, I meant to say on the way, um, did you did you notice what was your interpretation of the camera being upside down and the shot where the road is upside down? Did you see that? Yeah, there's a lot of interesting camera choices. I mean, the um, I mean the one that I noticed more. I didn't think too much about that because I was like, they might just be doing this to be creative. Um, mm. The the one I thought more about was when he is telling them that she's coming to Sweden, and that's the most uncomfortable shot because they're reflected in the TV, right? Um, and you can't see them really. Um, right. And it's just like this one shot where everyone's not very visible, but it's just really uncomfortable. It just sits on one shot because just mm. sitting on one shot is quite uncomfortable because normally mm. we would do that to establish and then we move in so we can actually see people right. and like we get people in frame but you just sit there with like everyone kind of in frame 
and it's really awkward just to that's look the at. word isn't it awkward yeah, yeah. it's just like awkward yeah. to look at so like mm. he's saying awkward things like mm. hey my girlfriend's coming on this trip now but <laughs> um and also like the camera's just basically plonked there and yeah. you're like okay it's just awkward and uncomfortable as a choice um i mean like obvious choices of doing things like i mean uses of dutch angles you know and stuff's on a slant mm. um that's generally to make you like feel like things are off kilter and on, on edge mm. and weird so i guess mm. The most like aggressive form of that is flipping the camera completely upside, upside down. down. Yeah. So I mean, if you want yeah. to take it completely literal, mm. I would suggest that. And maybe that is what they're doing because they are clearly using the camera in a way that it's non, like, you know, um, editing and camera work often in film is done in a way such that it's non-noticeable. So yeah. it's just like it's hyper real in the sense mm. that it's just there for you to understand it. It's following a lot of like the cinematic yeah. rules as to how to make film comfortable to watch and that you're mm. not thinking about it that you can fall into it um whereas this is using a lot of met- like camera metaphor i feel yeah. so that's why i think maybe it's just an obvious this is about to get weird welcome to weird um <laughs> and you get flipped upside down yeah i mean he does a lot of that in the um the other film that we we like hereditary that yeah, yeah. Made. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, i would say this one is better though i think he's like honing it yeah, more at this point yeah um but yeah, like that happens. There's a lot of really weird wide shots where you like you just sit for ages, not being mm. able to see anybody. Like really, it's just like at a distance, and you're listening to them talk. I mean, oh, the boom operator must have been having a lot really long hard day because he's got to be out shot, so he's gonna be on a really long pole. Like, um, yeah. But yeah, there's loads of that. So um, yeah, it's just like there's loads of uncomfortable, awkward. See, I think that that's obviously, you know, from a filmmaking perspective, you've described why they might make those choices. I think the other thing that I felt was, um, was it's because we are very much, this is her story and we mm-hmm. are, we are her, I think in this story, we, we totally identify yeah. with her. We understand her, we're on her side. Um, and I think that is to help us also feel like she feels she's Mm. all over the place really Mm -hmm. she's upside down she's um doesn't quite know where she is she's disoriented Mm. um and i think that's that's that she's telling us this that she's she's not right you know and this makes her of course very very vulnerable yeah which is exactly the right um person to get in a court's uh um, aim for isn't it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so so we've got yeah, they drive in, they they get high. Um, yeah. Pele says something that throws her off. I don't think he's actually trying to, like, make her go weird. Because um, I think that just happens mm. if you take some wacky mushrooms. Um, <laughs> anyone can say anything and it can just ruin your night, <laughs> you know. So he says mm. something like, oh, feel like the Earth's energy coming up. And she's like, Ugh, and just runs off. Um yeah. And she sees her sister, I think it is. You know when she sees someone in the back mirror? Mm, I was like, who yeah. is that that she's seeing there? And I think that's her sister because right, there's the okay. tape on the mouth. Right. So I'm pretty sure that's her sister's. And uh, periodically she's seeing her sister or her parents that's right. yeah, in these that. moments mm. of like mm. severe stress. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's another one of those moments where yeah it shows that she's vulnerable and that this will work for her if you know what i mean yeah and um i think there's a bit of love bombing as well at this point so that's uh she's made to feel that you know on the one hand she's 
She's lost everything. She's lost her family. She's very isolated. Um, and they remind her of that. If you think yeah. you know, Pele's conversation, he says mm. like, "Oh, you have nobody, but I have my family." But and he, right. but he very clearly states, "You have no one. You have no family. Christian isn't here for you, mm, and Christian right. isn't there for him. He's a shit that's boyfriend." Right. Um, but he hones in on it, and he's like, Absolutely. "No one is here for you," because she does have another friend at the start. If you remember, she's on the phone mm, to that girl. That's right. But then she doesn't talk to her again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but. Pele is obviously focusing on you have nobody. I've got this family though. But he then says to her, "Welcome home." Yeah. Um, and I think that's you know that's very much uh, mm. this is very attractive to her now. So I think it's a bit of a classic love bombing. Um, she's observing all these lovely people, attractive people hugging each other, being all friendly and happy. Um, yeah, and it's uh, and then she's and he remembers her birthday very purposefully. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Does it this very like pretty picture? Uh, yeah. Again, my partner being like, that's weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's very nice about it. She likes it. She's like, yeah, my boyfriend didn't remember. Then he orchestrates this thing. So it would be it would have been yes. better if he'd just forgotten and it hadn't been brought up. But because it gets brought up, Pele gives him this cake and a candle to give to her, and he's like, "There you go." Like, yeah, she hasn't noticed. I bet your embarrassment reflex was hitting ten. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not as bad when it's like stuff that's weird like this. To be honest, the embarrassment okay. reflex when it's when it's really real, that's when it's worse. Um, but yeah, so you know, he's lighting that candle, and she's like, "Just stop, just stop, like, please." <laughs> um, so yeah, he's really making sure to hammer home the the yeah your boyfriend's lame isn't he yeah absolutely yeah that's it's that's very manipulative again that's something that is a very cult-like activity really that is what cults do you know there's a mm. there's a manipulation there that's um that's been done on purpose really mm-hmm. you know what you why go back to that when you've got all this you know this is this is a wonderful place to be um, i think they talk a lot about helping each other and being do you know what i mean she doesn't yeah. experience any help um or like care from her boyfriend in that even when he's talking about breaking up with her it's all about him still as well Mm. he's not like he's like what if i break up with her and i regret it i Mm. regret it it's like Mm. maybe you should break up with your girlfriend because you don't care about her and she deserves someone that does yeah i i think he's in some respects he's an interesting character and and it's um because he a manipulator himself but i just don't think he's got enough to it no he's just a nothing he feels like he lacks empathy entirely, and that's that takes the humanity out of him. He, he doesn't seem like, and obviously, this is on purpose. He doesn't mm. seem like a real person. He feels like a mm-hmm. uh, a cardboard cutout of a person. Really, you don't feel anything for him. Really, yeah. Um, even when well, I do terrible fe- things are happening. I, 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 I do, no, I don't feel bad for him. I'm kind of like good. <laughs> 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 oh, so you're 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 on her side when she smiles at the end. Let, yeah. we'll, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, so there's um, what about the bear in the cage? So obviously we we get to see the bear. Uh, the bear has a big part to play, mm-hmm. uh, or a fairly big part to play later. Um, is there any? I don't know. I'm asking you. Is there any kind of uh, film tropes around the bear? Is there anything? significant uh, i think sim- symbolism wise i would say it would be more fairy tales though i don't know okay. much about swedish fairy tales um mm. though a lot obviously a lot of our european fairy tales mm. all oh, share yeah. and pick from each other yeah. right mm. um i would suggest it's probably pulling from fairy tales uh, um, that in that sense. bears are often used in fairy tale stories that are quite frequently yeah used so i'm sure if i dug out my um fairy tale 
literature because I did a module on fairy tales I did yeah um there's often stuff about beasts um so I could imagine that he he's being I mean he's being put in a beast outfit you know so I yeah Mm. so I imagine that it's very that could be symbolic in that sense in Mm. that you know he he's suggesting yeah he's the monster here and like they're reading into that as the community group cult um Mm. are calling him that you know that's why they emphasize that to her because Mm. that's the role he has to play yeah um but i'm sure there's probably more um like symbolic fairy tale meanings because i know there is always a lot around bears and beasts but i'm quite rusty there there is a um obviously there's a mythology that is there that we don't know much about we see some of the the pictures and the um, the iconography especially in that that big communal room where they all sleep um it's a kind of beautiful um painted mural i suppose huge great um room with all this this storytelling on it mm. um i think there's there's definitely the suggestion there about this mythology and again this is important in in cultic groups that it's deep you know there's a deep mythology that you draw on to tell a new truth this is a transcendent truth mm-hmm. that is you can tell it through stories and metaphors and so on through these these this deep mythology i thought that was quite quite interesting um i'd say one thing that every now and again it felt like it was just for fun really that they would throw in these things that didn't quite make sense so um there's a little scene there where somebody i think it was um palais that says it Mm. you know all the youngsters are watching austin powers uh do you want to come and watch it yeah what oh yes someone (laughs) says it to palais a woman comes in and says it um Yeah. yeah i think it's just to make it seem normal as in like it's not, but I think she's trying to say stuff that makes them seem like not a cult. Like, oh, we're watching okay. telly. Would you like to yeah. watch telly? Like, it just seems more like normal. Do you know what I mean? Than like, uh, so then it mixes in. It suggests that like, oh yeah, this is just this weekend where they do all of this like, right? Okay. Um, you know, spiritual. Um, what is it like ritualistic stuff as part of our like culture but yeah we're just normal people that watch tv you know um i think that's what i got from it yeah and like but they don't but they're not so that's why they pull austin powers like this really random yeah out of date thing do you know what i mean like it feels to me something like that okay that's interesting i had no idea what that meant Mm. and then there's other little things like um sarah your mum noticed this with uh they put some scissors under the baby's head in the cot. Did you notice Was that? it scissors? I didn't know what it was. I didn't know it Mom was scissors. Said that's what she said. Yeah. I thought it was just a rune because they put runes under all the time. I thought uh, it was like to get them to yeah. sleep or something, but I don't know. It focuses in on, in on it, but I just mm. thought it was like, yeah, that thing where they put runes underneath the, um, underneath the yes. beds and the pillows mm. and such. Mm. It was okay, what I was so. guessing because I think it does that and then you see the girl put a rune under that's right christian's bed so i just thought oh it's probably just showing that this isn't this is something mm. they do because they talk about that as well so i presume okay that. may well be okay um so we're getting close now to the um so in ariasta films there's often a a thing that mm. <laughs> happens um oh we're about to talk about when they the thing yeah so um i suppose a warning it is quite distressing and so if you're watching the film then it's like Oh my goodness! So there's this ceremony that goes on for quite a long time. It's well, quite... he makes a joke. They're like, "What happens after seventy-two? And he like goes, 
and like you know <laughs> signals to like across the neck um and it yeah. says it like it's funny yeah but it's not <laughs> it's, it's not literally funny. what happens yeah so josh uh josh sort of had his suspicions but he, i don't think he believes that that's actually going to happen but uh they, once you get to that age you have a nice ceremony you're the guest of honor two mm. of them they're a couple by looks of it and um they are eating and drinking and um I mean, she look happy, but I would say he looks resigned. He's quite mm. stoic. Her yeah. eyes are wet; they're glistening. Right. I don't think she's necessarily like whoop 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 whoop, you know, like bopping. She's like, you know, yeah. they don't look like joyous about it. <laughs> so what, what we know that obviously um, we know now, we didn't know when we first watched it, is that they are going to walk to the top of a big cliff where it gets watching. obvious after a while. I feel like yeah. Yeah. you see a massive mallet. That's the um, thing that made me laugh in a very um, awful way. You know, the, the man with the whacking hammer uh, <laughs> who's waiting. Um, so they jump off the cliff and are, well, the first, the woman is dashed at the bottom with the stone and the the guy makes a bit of a, a holics of it, really, mm. and they have to whack him on the stick. So basically they're, they're killing themselves at 72 to avoid being a drain on resources and um that's the that's the way they do I it i think and yeah they don't just describe it as that they try and make it sound like mm. they try and make it sound like euthanasia um but they're not ill at that point no. so i don't no, think no. it counts as euthanasia do you know what i mean but they try no. and make it sound like it because they're yeah. like well they're old so death is inevitable um so they're just yeet off a hill i guess um you know but anyway, um, that's what happens. But it's more—it's more grim because the guy bungles it and he has to get whacking hammered. Um, the brutality oh. of it is completely shocking, um, and yeah, it's awful. I mean, it, it really—it really shocks you. Um, because I think they're suggesting that they're kind of annoyed at the guests because they are protest. You know, specifically the mm, Londoner guests, uh, yeah. Simon and. Um, Connie, they're getting yeah. really annoyed at them mm. because they're like protesting, mm. um, and I think there's like this suggestion that they're that the guy misses the rock, the the jumping rock, because he's been like thrown off by these people like shouting <laughs> okay. and stuff, like not right. like you know like put off by like them ruining this like thing. So that that's to my do his triple somersault. Well, yeah, that's why I I feel like they're the two that go first because they made. Um, a thing of it. Well, I think what... they're the two that go first because they are the least likely to be useful to them. I think I right. think they are. It, it's a it's a weeding process. That they, they are mm. not buying into this. They 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 are horrified, and there is nothing that that can be mm. said that's going to change mm-hmm. their mind. Mm-hmm. I think they. So that this is another thing that courts do. They don't waste their time on people that are not going to join. No, no. They um they get rid of those really quickly. So I, I personally think that that's what's happening but yeah i mean you know yeah I don't yeah know. that's a web yeah that yeah. makes sense so yeah anyway um as suggested they go they get gone um there's lots of gaslighting there in the sense that they're like when he simon disappears and they they just lie to connie um that's it's awful i mean i, I really like that couple they're the nicest of the couples aren't they and yeah. uh, they don't deserve any of that really no. before we get on to that can i just say something that i noticed though mm. um so danny um when that that terrible thing happens we we focus on danny and um everything goes kind of 
a bit muffled. muffled. Um, it's like she, I think this is representing her dissociating from the situation. So she doesn't, she is completely, she's completely overblown. Her, her senses are overblown. She cannot, she cannot work out what's happened. She cannot make sense of it. Um, and yeah, this, I mean that's again, a psychological phenomenon. Yeah, to yeah. disassociate is a yeah. is a thing that happens. Um, it's like it's meant to be like your brain's almost like a parachute, like a safety mechanism. Mm. If it's too much, it can just rip you out for a bit. Um, yeah. and hopefully, you know, you can come back to it later and deal with it. Um, some people, obviously, uh, it's different. Um, but yeah, mm. she's she's disassociating for sure. She's completely like backing out and then on the walk home she starts to have a panic attack it seems yeah. and her boyfriend's just like yeah that must have been pretty hard uh, bro like uh see you later <laughs> do, do. <laughs> you know and he goes to talk yeah. to his mate to be like oh i'm gonna like copy your work now <laughs> i know that's the yeah. thing he was he was now thinking so he's about seen people die mm. um he just watched people like yeet off a cliff and one of them get malleted and he's like this would be great for a thesis. Do you know what I mean? Like mm, he's there on a yeah. holiday at this point. He doesn't have a thesis because he's a yeah, he's right. like a waster. Yeah. Um. You know, presu- I have to. All I can presume of this character is that he's like got some really well off parents, and they're yeah. paying for him to do this. You know, anthropology PhD that he doesn't even mm. really care about, but he's like, oh, it keeps me like you know something to do. Um. He's got this you know nice girlfriend that he doesn't really care about but he's like oh i'll keep her on because that's what you do and then mm. he's like oh i'll do my thesis on this this will because i'm here now and i'll yep. do it on this you know and obviously josh gets very angry about that <laughs> yeah so he feels like he's stealing his his thesis as well so which that's think, a... yeah which i think like that's what triggers josh's character to kind of then do the things that he does because he was kind of being more ethical as an anthropologist and then mm. he becomes i would say an unethical anthropologist yeah. Yeah. and starts doing things that they don't want him to do because even if because they are a cult but even if you just ignore that the fact he's meant to be there doing anthropology that's not how you do that that's he stepped over the line by going into the yeah. this sort of revered place and uh, and taking photographs of the book the holy book yeah and yeah. Um, that's obviously uh that was that was somebody who's told not to do it and he did it and he pays and then, uh, the price. Yeah, they, yeah, I don't think that that's a great way of uh, dealing with it, but you know, no, they no. do, um, do it. what mallet him. <laughs> Can't remember what happens to him now. Not um, ideal, whatever happens. I mean, yeah. it's not great. He gets malleted. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, uh, in between that, there's this, again, there's this conversation between Pele and. Uh, and Danny where he says. Um, oh, he's trying to explain, like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, but also then he talks about her and he said, you deserve human mm-hmm. touch. And he holds her hand um, and he says, do you feel held? Uh, does he your feel like home? Yeah. yeah. So this is, again, mm-hmm. very manipulative. He's he's obviously, you know, really got his eyes set on getting her into the cult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of, one of the girls takes a shine for some, well, I suppose she doesn't really need to worry about any relationship with him, but she fancies Christian and I puts just, a, a rune under yeah. his bed. Mm-hmm. And does the weird pie thing. <laughs> there's a, yeah, That's before all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> pie, yeah, there's a question about incest and bloodlines that is kind of key 
Who is it? I can't remember who asked this question. Now. Josh asks it when they're in the like spiritual place when he's with the dude. Okay, he's like, right, yeah, we yes. respect incest taboos, so yeah. we bring outsiders in. That's right. But basically, in he says he says we bring outsiders in so we can procreate. He says to the outsider. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's right. So um, that's very yeah. much the motivation for bringing in these people, and, but that and is why he doesn't notice that is strange. I don't know. It's really funny. Yeah, that he's yeah. just like. Nice, nice. I'll write that in my notebook. <laughs> like, yes. okay. Yeah. Exactly. Um, sure. Uh, but yeah, and then so that's obviously what Christian is there for. Christian's there to be an outside to stop incest. Um, <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Although they do use incest to deliberately create, create a a child who is going to have learning difficulties, who mm-hmm. is free from. So in their mythology is free free or free right they're not Um, clouded they're unclouded they say and then they interpret what this person says or draws actually paints Mm. doesn't he Mm -hmm. um they interpret this this drawing then in obviously the way that that they will um yeah reuben is the name of the uh, poor poor guy Mm. um yeah, so it it kind of we we we're all unsettled now, and we know that it's it's not good. We know that it's a terrible place. Yeah, uh, we we don't we 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 know that Connie and also yeah also though um pa- uh, my partner was like oh um is have they just made meat pies out of the people out of Connie and Josh Ooh. and oh that's a good question I don't know yeah because they're skinned. Just remember that when they get burnt, they're just skins over right. so, over over um straw. Because he was like, they've disappeared and now they're like, hey, Danny, do you want to make pies with us? That could be, couldn't it? I hadn't thought And it feels that. like it, because again, that fairy tale thing, that happens so mm, much in weird yes. fairy tales. People get made into yeah. pies. Mm. And you look yeah. so unhappy about this. <laughs> oh, that's awful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I think they're oh. pies. I think they're pies. <laughs> I'm really sorry yeah. to say it, but I think they're pies. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked Simon and Connie. I thought they were... They're pies they were, now. They didn't deserve <laughs> to be pies. <laughs> no, no, but they are. Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know for sure, mm. but like, it feels like it because they are skinned mm. and put over over hay instead. Yeah, that's like, that could well be it. <laughs> right, okay, so... Post pie making session, yeah. So post pie making, <laughs> post pie making, um, and also post drink that looks a different colour to everybody else. So Christian yeah. gets a drink. We we know what's happened because we see it on the paintings, on the, yeah, on the, um, uh, the tapestries, mural, yeah, uh, that tells us what's happened. But his drink is a different colour to everybody else's, and also finds some foreign body, let's say, in the pie, um, yeah. which is all to do with uh, with this young woman wanting him to father a child for her. Okay. Um, after all that, pretty quickly now it starts to deteriorate. Josh and Mark die horribly. Josh is found taking these photographs. He gets gets beaten, obviously. Um, uh, Mark's we also peed on see... the tree, so he's done. Yes, so he's had it. And, uh, and they make a face out of him for Reuben to wear. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's all kind of we're, we're now we know what sort of place this is entirely. Um, mm. 
Right. Where, where do we go to next? Well, you know what I do find interesting? They say that the book, it's not gone missing, but mm. they say that the book's gone missing. Yeah. But they obviously know it's not missing because they've killed everybody that it could mm. be. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So I don't know why they do that. Oh, I think like, what's the point of doing them, that? Isn't it? Is yeah, it to make that's... them what try and be good because they know that they're being looked at? It's all part part of making them feel that they have to do what they're told because mm. you know they they're now you know they're again they're very isolated. This is part of the the modus operandi of a cult, isn't it? To isolate people, so they mm. they've got no other friends there. They're just those two. They think their friends have done something terrible. Um, they feel bad immediately for that. though like christian yeets them he's like we have no association with them they oh, are great. not our friends yeah. like nothing <laughs> like i just want to do my thesis here that i've always wanted to do obviously right. <laughs> yeah he's completely soulless that man just, is awful yeah yeah um, and she's just there like do do yeah, I'll come like dance with you. Cool. <laughs> like... the, the other thing that I think is quite interesting at this point is the way that sex is used, and mm. almost um, they're almost very, very open about you know what's happening. So uh, one of the girls gives um, Christian a drink, and he says, "Well, what's in it?" And she basically says, "Well, you know, it's it's drugged. It's going to make you more um, open, open, and uh, suggestible." And so he just takes it, you know. And uh, he says not first, and then he goes like basically yeah. oh, sod it, and then just downs yeah. it. Uh, Mark, who's already been killed, but he gets led away to the barn just by one of the girls saying, "Come on!" And he yeah, thinks, and he's oh, like, oh, okay. "Okay, yeah." Um, so I think there's a, again a lot of cults, not all of course, but some cults use sex to uh, manipulate people, and mm. I think this is a group that that is doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Right now she's um she's now um this is where she she does the little competition isn't it to see who's going to be May Queen. Yeah, yeah. Um and so she has I some of the of the drug she drink. Has some of the juice. Um and they're all dancing and dancing around. If you notice as well the reason bowl. you know I think they want to indoctrinate her versus the the other lads that they're quite happy to just mm. murder um is because they teach her things and they don't teach the lads things. Yes, that's right. So with yeah. her, she's like, okay, look into her eyes. Okay, when you get the drink, mm-hmm. okay, um, mm-hmm. now you do this. So we put the drinks like that. Like they, she teaches her and she says, okay, stand here, do this. Do you know what I mean? Like she's mm. teaching her how to do things. Whereas with the guys, they're just basically like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very brutal with with the with the guys. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So. Um, this is a completely um, separate thing. Just, just by the way, mm. uh, when I was at school, um, I remember dancing around the maypole. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a thing. I don't think it's always a weird like no, sex no. call. No, it's not. But as a Jehovah's Witness, I was dancing around a maypole. Mm. This was really odd because um, clearly it was a. It's got you know pagan, or pagan or whatever um, roots. Um, but I remember when I was in infant school, mm. we had a a maypole and they it was obviously a big with the ribbons pole and stuff, with yeah. all ribbons and we'd dance around it and I loved it. And then I remember coming home and telling mum and dad and them saying, oh, I don't know about that. Should we be doing that? And they did some mm. research and that was the end of that. I was never allowed oh, to dance around the maypole sad. again. <laughs> sad, isn't it? 
Uh, yeah, so it's um, I think it's slightly different in different countries, um, mm. but in in England uh, there is still that tradition. There is still um, mm-hmm. okay. uh, that the maypole that um, that yeah. is danced around. Yeah, was well, May Day, isn't there? Isn't That's that? right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- that happens. Um, and aside that we were talking about, and I just wonder what you think. She's definitely really like really young, isn't she? The um, the the yeah the girl that, girl that um that leads so Christian ends up um she 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 decides Christian's the one for her this young girl this young yeah. redheaded girl doesn't it yeah she looks very young I don't know how old she was and but... I was like because they're like oh she's been in their words approved to mate and I was like mm. that's stressful does that mean she's just come into puberty and they're like yeah that's fine she's ready to go and he's just like yeah. okay like I know that he's like had drugs and stuff but he was kind of like. I feel like he was quite chill with it anyway. Um, well, yeah, I, I feel like, again, that's that's pointing something towards him and his character is that um, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's all he was really bothered about. You know, he yeah. had no real soul. He just, oh, here's an opportunity to have sex. Even mm. in this ridiculous situation yeah. that he finds himself where he's having sex in a barn uh, sort of ceremonial of place with yeah. loads of other women chanting. It was awful, yeah. yeah but yeah, he's, yeah. He's, um, uh, the the other thing I think uh, we so these are two different stories now that are happening. This is happening to They're him simultaneously, yeah. yeah. And um, Danny's going in this little uh, cart. dance to the death. Oh yeah, and then she goes. Yeah, in the then cart. she goes off in the cart. I think that the the thing that we see there is the women. They're all pointing forward, um, and I think this this signifies something as well. Which maybe we we talk about because I think there is a there is an alternative reading that mm. um, is a bit less literal, mm. um, but they're all pointing forward, and um, so she's she's moving forward now. Um, mm. We get to see the very weird mating ritual with Christian, which is obviously the last thing that really um, happens to him. He's he's then well, drugged and. In the, in- for you he runs and he finds uh simon but simon's not dead that's terrible isn't it yeah Yeah. like he's i think he's probably he must be like brain dead but he's he's not breathing isn't he? his lungs are breathing yeah which is grim Mm. um i think personally i think there was no point to that in terms of a plot reasoning yeah I feel like that was just just done for shock value for the horror. Mm. and for the like body horror of it, mm. but I don't think that had any purpose. No. Like I think um, he could have just tried to run away and immediately gotten dust blown in him. Mm. Um, I think that was kind of like okay, cool. Like why? <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, and the big the big thing at the end is where um, the, it's a bit contrived, but. There's a certain amount of outsiders who have died. There's some. It's like four they, outsiders, four yeah, insiders, and then there's yeah. one random one that can be either or. Is That's the right. idea because it's an odd number, so four of each, and then one of either will That's be picked. Right. And who gets to choose? The May Queen. The May Queen. <laughs> Our Danny. Yeah, so Danny has I to think, choose. Yeah, I feel like um, here's my theory: if she picked one of theirs to die they might have then took her back home like let her get on the plane but i think they've made her one of them so if mm. she picks one of them that's the final yeah thing where she becomes yeah one of them do you know what i mean yeah absolutely that is the moment isn't it when she is now a, a full 
fully fledged cult so, member. Okay. <laughs> Indeed. Mm. Um, so it's, obviously it makes her complicit as well in in the whole thing, which is something mm. that cults do. But I think to be honest, she's way past that now. She's she is she is part of of the group, and mm. she is now looking forwards, and she's actually quite happy about that. She smiles at the end as. As all the 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 ends. Well, yeah, she's kind of like freaking out for a bit. Mm. Like she screams and she's walking around in this ridiculous big flower dress and she's like shouting, um, and kind of shout crying. But then Mm. all of a sudden it's like she's washed over with like some sort of strange tranquil tranquility. That's right. And she's like, okay, do do do. Yeah. So it's a new beginning for her. I think that it's Mm. it's like a a resurrection to a new Mm -hmm. beginning is is kind of what's happening there. So yeah, so she has now become a court member. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so it is the story of recruitment and indoctrination and socialization and enculturation into a cult. I think, Mm -hmm. Um, but there are there are other readings of it around relationships. So I think I think um, the reading that a lot of people and actually. From what I, from what I understand, Ariaster himself says that it's really about relationships and breakups, mm. um, and a lot of the symbolism in it is about uh, her recognizing that yeah, this person that she's with is is just not uh, going to fulfill her needs, and mm-hmm. and it's a torturous, it's a difficult time. It she has to let go of that relationship. And then eventually she's, you know, and I think this is where the, the women pointing forward, that's what that mm-hmm. represents mm-hmm. it. So, you know, let's look forward now, forget him, he's burned, he's done, he's, the beast is dead. Mm. Um, look forward to the future. And um, um, so I think it works on, on that it level It does. Too. Oh, you know, it's another cult thing that we didn't mention though. You know, when she starts mm. like, she's found him having sex with that yes. person. And yeah. then... Um, the women uh, at first when she starts trying to go she says that's not for us yes first so they don't want her to see it mm. um necessarily though i thought they would want her to so that they so that she chooses to kill him might have been a bit of reverse psychology there <laughs> yeah don't go that's not for don't us no, no, no. yeah but <laughs> i think it's in their interest for her to see mm. him because then she'll you know, in in a passion, potentially choose him to die rather than one of theirs, which yeah. I presume they would always prefer that mm. one of the randos die. Um, and um, but then when she, yeah, she runs back to like the main room, she's like doing that breathing thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the the sort of like screaming, and they all start copying the scream. It was like pacing and leading, wasn't it? Mm. Um, so you kind of they they paced her, so she was she was hyperventilating and they were doing the same thing mm. and then they kind of lead her. her yeah yeah so it's that's a pacing and leading thing mm-hmm. um so yeah i thought i thought that was that's a in fact they did that quite a lot mm-hmm. um they did they a do lot that of when this... she does the, the before the dance they go <sighs> that, a lot of they that. All do yeah. that yeah yeah but they, and they do that a lot and i thought that was interesting because she's clearly having panic attacks a lot so I think having them do a breathing thing and her having mm. panic attacks and slowly her panic attacks finally then being in tune with them doing the breathing mm. thing was an interesting yeah. choice. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that is what's going on there. Mm. It's a way to uh, to manipulate her. Whether I mean, you know, it's, it's a it's a story. So you know how realistic that you know could you plan that? Probably unlikely, but I still think mm. that's what's happening in the film. Um, 
there was there was one other thing I was I was going to say. Oh yeah, they they were the 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 strength of the community again. That's really important. So you know when when the people when the man falls down and doesn't die and he's screaming out, they're all screaming. Mm. Mm. When the burning barn at the end and the, they're screaming because they're in pain, mm-hmm. they're all screaming and they're in, and in pain. So there's this hyper. Well, yeah, he goes. Pele goes on about of, yeah being mm-hmm. together, being held, feeling yeah, held, right. and, and I think that's part of that. Definitely. You know, also I thought was interesting when Pele's first talking about his home to Danny, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you live." Uh, you're from a commune right and he's like a community um i thought that was an interesting Mm. nod because um i think places don't like being called communes because then it sounds too close to cult quite quickly and he was like a community yeah yeah, yeah. he corrected her to community which i thought was an interesting interesting. choice because language is important how because it frames how you view things right yeah definitely yeah and i think that's right yeah i mean no the word cult is never mentioned, is it, in the film? So um, I think that's they. No one calls their own organization a cult or their own group no, a cult. That's exactly. Not, so that's why I thought it was interesting that he did that correction, but not in the most obvious way where she's because she wouldn't be like, oh, so you're from a cult. Um, but right. commune has more close links, I think. To do you know what I mean? Like it has yeah. like links. So I thought it was interesting. Absolutely. So um, yeah, so I think we're probably done. I mean, I enjoy mm. the film. I, I like the yeah, film. I've seen yeah. it three times now. Yeah, I don't um, think I'm going to rush to watch it again no. immediately. And it's no. not one of those like, oh, do you fancy popping a two and a half movie on, um, two and a half hour movie that's quite intense, uh, disturbing, one might say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it. It was good. I was, yeah. it, I, that's the second time I've watched it, so I enjoyed right. seeing it. Yeah. So yeah, that's called um, Midsummer. Um, yeah, so by all means, have a watch of it and see what you think. It'd be interesting mm-hmm. to to get our listeners' uh, viewpoint on it. I've enjoyed that. Yeah, it was really good. It was a movie night. It was great. Yeah, great. Um, I always like doing the movie ones. I don't know whether people like them really, um, but we like doing them. <laughs> <laughs> our so podcast. It's our want. podcast. Um, no. Um, so thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, it's always a pleasure, and uh, thank you for. Uh, giving us suggestions please continue to do that for our podcast and uh, yeah see you next time bye bye what should i think about is an evil sheep production bye